You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Holy shit. Uh, We've got a lot to get over to cover today, and I I can't believe there's so much stuff that went down that the naming of Zach as The Bachelor that I exclusively spoiled yesterday is probably the third biggest story of the day yesterday. So uh, going into the day, it was number one. Uh, By the end of the day, it's number three. So we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Also, go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code realitysteve135. Get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, so much to get to. I'm starting the recording of this podcast at 2.30 in the morning Central Time. Why, you ask? Well, I had to watch and finish Season 5 of Cobra Kai. Sorry, but uh, (laughs) you'll you'll get your stuff um, right now. And what I want to kind of go over is my podcast my regular third thursday podcast will be up later today it's with taron armstrong he is a big brother live feed recapper we have a basically an hour discussion about this season of big brother so that's a great talk but what i'm going to do for the open of the podcast coming in about a couple hours that i'll post i'm going to basically just cut and paste this next portion that I'm going to talk about speaking with Eric's ex-girlfriend and the Rachel and Tino story. I'm just going to use that as my open for the next uh, podcast for people that don't listen to the daily roundup and only listen to the Thursday podcast, just so you have it. And it will be in written form as well on the website. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because you're going to hear, it's not going to be repeating myself. It's two 30 in the morning. I only want to say this stuff once and then uh, I'll just cut and paste it and put it in the open for the Thursday podcast coming in a couple of hours, and then you'll hear the interview I did with Taryn Armstrong, which is a really good one. I love talking Big Brother now, especially with people that know way more than me about the show. And Taryn is a great, great recapper, and so glad I had him on, and we're definitely going to have him on in the future. But I'm going to start talking about the Eric ex-girlfriend situation right now, and then this from everything here going forward, will be a part of the open in Thursday's podcast. So yesterday, Instagram account Bachelor Nation Scoop, Bachelor Scoop, sorry, posted text messages <clears throat> from a woman claiming to be Eric's ex girlfriend, and I'm not going to read the text messages out loud on the podcast because just go to bachelor nation scoop and see it. I will um, include it for people that are just reading. It will be included on my website today, but essentially what this woman said was dating Eric pre-show and he spent a lot of time with her, told her he was just going on the show for fun 
basically just helping his career. He had just been let go of his job and sent her flowers right before he left. And then ever since he got back, the only message she ever received from him looked to be from uh, the morning of the premiere back in July where he was just telling her essentially, well, I'll read that message because I think that was probably the most important one. But on the morning of July 10th, for her, you know, it was basically maybe the night before July 10th, the show premiered on July 11th. She got this text on July 10th at 1123 PM. I'm so sorry. What I did was terrible. I don't expect you to ever forgive me. I just want you to know, I think about you all the time and you really deserve the best. I won't ever forgive myself. And I hope you find happiness and everything you deserve. That's what he sent to her. So everyone was sending this to me yesterday and it was the first I had seen of this, obviously I'd heard all season about an ex-girlfriend from Eric that was going to come forward, but they never had, and there wasn't any proof of anything. So it's just like, okay, we'll just wait till something happens. Well, yesterday it happened. And, um, this person was emailing with bachelor nation scoop, bachelor nation scoop, put it on, I guess their subscription service first, but now it's on their regular account and you can see it. It's the most recent post. And, um, You know, everyone's asking me, is it true? Is it legit? I'm just like, I don't know. I'm seeing this for the first time. I mean, it looks legit, but you know me. I'm not going to run with anything or, or, or believe anything until I get to the bottom of it and, you know, talk to the person involved. And I was told who the woman was, messaged her on DM on Instagram. She responded right back. I just said, hey, I just got a couple questions. I've seen the texts. I appreciate what you did. Um, just want to just want to go over some timeline stuff. And <clears throat> when we first got on, and I called her because I didn't want to do this over a message, so I t- spoke to her on the phone. And what we did was um, immediately off the bat, I said, do you want me to use your name? Do you care? And she originally, when she was messaging with Bachelor Nation Scoop, she never had her name out there, nor was her face attached to any of the pictures. She just didn't want it to be a part of it but she wanted her story out there. When I asked her first thing on the phone and when we, right before we hung up, she's like, you can use it. Um, <clears throat> because she goes, so many people are messaging me. I think it got put out, uh, in the comment section of bachelor nation scoops, Instagram feed post. So her name is Amanda Kaler, K a Y L O R. And that is her Instagram name at Amanda Kaler. So you can clearly see who she is unless she has said it to private in the last, 12 hours since we spoke or eight hours, whatever it is. But, um, <clears throat> Amanda. So I just called her cause I wanted to know the timeline because there was a couple things in there that was just like, I just need to know a few things. What's the story behind you guys. And here's the breakdown. They met in January of 2022, January of this year. And they met on hinge. Uh, he, uh Eric's living in Santa Monica and they hit it off and started dating. And, Essentially, what she told me was, look, I understand it was only a two and a half month relationship, but it was very fast. Um, You'll see if Amanda hasn't gone private, you'll see that she has a son who I believe is two and a half. um, And Eric spent multiple days with her son. She said the first she said the week leading up to him 
to the last time she saw him, he spent the whole week with her and her son. And she said they spent every single day of March together before he left. He stayed at her place a lot. And you'll see in the text messages that on March 10th, Eric sent her a message that said, um, no crap. I should have had this pulled up. Ugh. Okay, yeah. Um, I got it. On March 10th, he pulled up, uh, he, he texted her and said, I got some news this morning that I need to talk to you about. And then she said, what? And that message was sent around 9 o'clock in the morning. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, her the next thing that was written in that text conversation was not sure how you expected me to feel, but if that's your decision, best of luck. So essentially what I wanted to do was find out, was that the first time he brought it up to you? And her answer was yes. So on March 10th, the first time Eric ever brings up the fact that he's going to be on The Bachelorette is less than two weeks before he leaves for the show. Mind you, they had been seeing each other exclusively, at least in her eyes, from January, and he had spent numerous days with her and her son. And at that point, that was the first time she heard about The Bachelorette, which means that while he was developing a relationship with this woman, he was obviously in touch with production, interviewing with production, probably going to final casting weekend, and never told her until he found out that he was going to do the show or he had agreed to do the show. He had never brought it up until March 10th on that text when he said that. And it's rather interesting um, because she said he was at her house with her son all that week leading up to when he told her. And I think the other thing was he had sent her roses he sent her two dozen white roses the day before he left, the two days before he left for filming. He said, I'll never stop thinking of you. And on the 12th, two days after he told her that, she told him, like, no, basically when Eric told her over the phone that this was going to happen, he expected her to be cool with it. And she told him on the 12th, two days later, I'm not this is not something I'm going to be cool with. I'm not going to wait here. And essentially told him we're done. Then from the 12th until when he left, which I believe was, I don't know, the 21st, because I had to go back and look at the date. On March 23rd is when the Bachelor at Facebook account released all the men for the season, the possible men that were going to be on Gabby and Rachel's season. And that was the first we knew that Eric Schwer was a possible contestant on the season. was March 23rd, Wednesday. Filming started that Saturday, the 26th. She messaged him on the 22nd because he had said, well, he had messaged her on the 22nd, said, we, can we talk when I get back to L.A.? And she responded, and it went green. She responded on the 23rd, and that's where it basically went green. And she said, yeah, we can. Just let me know when you are back. He said, can we talk when I am back in L.A.? I needed to go home for a little bit to be with my parents. He sent that on the 22nd. Her message on the 23rd was, yeah, we can. Just let me know when you are back. But that turned message turned green 
Because on the 23rd, clearly they got their phones taken away because that was the day that the profiles went up. So I don't know what he was talking about other than can we talk when I get back to L.A.? I don't know if he was talking about when I get back to L.A. from filming the show or when I get back to L.A. from with my parents. So he get, he goes and fills with the show. She doesn't hear from him, obviously. He gets back, you know, sometime mid-May after filming is over. Doesn't hear from him. And then on July 11th, he sent the text of, so sorry, Amanda, what I did was terrible. I don't expect you to ever forgive me. Just want you to know I think about you all the time and you really deserve the best. I want to forgive myself and hope find happiness and everything you deserve. Now, I asked her about this text. I said, is this is the last, this is the only time you've heard from him since he left for filming, since he sent that text saying, can I talk to you when I get back from LA? And she said, yes. I said, okay. So that text doesn't seem to be like, I want you back, even though he said, I think about you all the time. Probably not the smartest thing to say. But I said, that sounds like manipulation on his part, where he just doesn't want you to go to the press with this. Because if he wanted Amanda and he was trying to get with Amanda, he would have hit her up more than once in a text since he got back from filming in May. He has sent one thing to her, which was this text on July 11th. And you can tell now, it seems like the goal of that text was to basically say, hey, please don't say anything without him directly saying that. So, I mean, once again, just shady behavior. Like, I know that there there are already people out there that are going after Amanda. Amanda did, and I told her this last night, and I'll say it publicly. She did nothing wrong here. She has every right to tell her story. Were they an exclusive, you know, monogamous relationship? I don't know exactly what they labeled it. I, they don't. They weren't boyfriend girlfriend. They weren't together really long enough. Did he say I love you? No. But why is that the standard that we are setting here? I love how people are already saying if she's not his girlfriend, why why are we giving her the time of day? He didn't tell you he loves you. Get over it. Why why do women hate women so much? (laughs) I don't get it. You guys love to shit on women who have something to say about somebody on this show. Eric is the winner of The Bachelorette. If he was a first or second night guy or third row ceremony guy, this wouldn't be a story. She knows this. But when he literally manipulated her and said this, and who knows what's going on in terms of Eric and Gabby which I don't know for sure right now because I don't know if he gave her a heads up on this. I don't know if when this broke today, yesterday, if he had already given Gabby a heads up. I I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on with Eric and Gabby as of this moment, Thursday, September 15th. The last I had heard before all this broke was they were together. They were still together. Um, but to shit all over Amanda for telling her story, like you put yourself in Amanda's position. It's so easy for a woman on the outside to look at this and say, oh, she just wants attention. Oh, she's just looking for clout. Oh, get over it. No, it doesn't work that way. She has every right to tell her story here. And she's done absolutely nothing wrong. And if I were Gabby, I think I'd want to know this. 
the guy just seems shady. We've already gotten this giant red flag of his blackface photo from his high school yearbook. And now this? What Does she need this? Gabby's about to start Dancing with the Stars. She's going to gain even more popularity. Does she really need to bend over backwards for Eric Schwer at this point? Look, it's her life. She can do whatever she wants. I have no idea what's going on. But I'm telling you, I, this is this is almost just too much. Why does she want to deal with this? And I applauded Amanda for coming forward. I told her, like, look, there's going to be people that find fault in what you said and are not going to take you seriously and say, get over it. And if Eric speaks out about this before Tuesday on the After the Final Rose, if he starts to diminish their relationship, I think it's going to make him look bad. Just because she wasn't your quote-unquote girlfriend, just because he didn't tell her he loved her, I'm sorry, but he's spending hours and days with her son. That's kind of a big deal. And it's just another case of why can't men in this franchise be honest with women? You know, have your fuck buddies before the show. There's plenty of guys in this franchise that have. But be clear about it. The amount of things that she told me in terms of what Eric said. So if Eric tries to diminish the relationship, if and when he does address this, he probably shouldn't because she's got the receipts to show that while Eric in his mind can easily say after the fact, oh, it was just, you know, we were just dating. It's like, okay, but then why did you say and do the things you did? Again, a guy that, you know, for me, actions always speak louder than words. And Eric actually had some actions here. It wasn't just text messages he was sending her. When you send a woman flowers right before you leave and you say you'll be thinking about her and I can't, I'll never stop thinking of you, as a woman, how do you think that makes her feel? Wow, this guy must really be into me. So you can't just throw it on her and be like, oh, she misread the situation. Well, look at the signals that you gave her. So I know people out there are going to shit on her because, oh, the relationship started in January. Get over it. I'm sorry, but yes, while it did start in January on Hinge, that's a lot of time they spent together. And I tell you what, Eric and Amanda spent way more time together than Eric and Gabby did. And he spent way more time with her son than he spent with Gabby. She said he was with her at her place for a whole week leading up to leaving for the uh leading up to the last time they spoke when he brought this up on March 10th. Oh, by the way, I have something to tell you. Like he just springs it on her like, and then expects her to be cool with it. And she basically said, no, I'm not cool with it, and ended things. So you're like, oh, great, Steve, you went on the show single. Okay, but <laughs> if you're just going to continue to try and find things and poke holes in her story, I'm sorry. There are no holes in this story. Everything is real. So... I think it's just shitty behavior. Again, I don't know why he couldn't have just been honest. It's a bad, bad look. And I'm really curious to see what the end result is here. Maybe I'll find out before Tuesday. Maybe I won't. But considering I was able to get the Nate story out there and it was addressed at the After the Final Rose, I would be shocked if Jesse doesn't bring this up at at After the Final Rose now. Or the, the Nate stuff that was brought up at Men Tell All. I got to be shocked if Jesse doesn't bring this up that after the funnel rose, this is a big deal. This has got to be something that Eric and Gabby are talking about in their relationship. There's no way they can't. I, 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 you can't turn a blind eye to this. It's kind of a big deal when he's saying this and doing this to women. 
Now, did he talk to her ever since he got off the show? No. Outside of one text on July 10th, no. There was nothing. It's not like he's been trying to get with her. But I'd say that's a pretty big deal to spend that much time with someone before the show, say all the things that he did, spend the time with his with her son that he did, say he wants to be with her, and then just pull this? I just... Man, why can't these guys be better? Why are you doing that, man? So that's the story with Amanda. And um, you, if you want to see the text that he sent her and the times that they were together, along with the pictures that they took, the numerous pictures they took together, just go to Bachelor Nation Scoop on, on their Instagram feed, and you'll see it there. And that's the Eric and Amanda story. So we're 20 minutes in and haven't even gotten to the Tino and Rachel stuff. And um, we'll get to that right now. As you know, Tino and Rachel broke up. I said I didn't know the reasoning for it other than I was told that there was a lull in their relationship. At some point, they stopped talking. And I was hearing it was kind of a Ross and Rachel situation, like they were on a break, but I didn't know what that necessarily meant. I do now. And this is stuff you'll hear on Monday night, or sorry, Tuesday night, when they sit down on the After the Final Rose. Um... I don't know what led to not talking, but I think I have an idea based on kind of something that I heard. Essentially, Rachel told Tino that when she moves to L.A., she wants to give the ring back, and they she just wanted to date him. And that didn't sit well with Tino. Which, I'm guessing if you're an engaged man... And the woman that you proposed to said this and said, you know, when I get to L.A., I, I want to give the ring back and I just want to date. You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> and apparently that's what happened. Well, it's not apparently. That is what happened. And however, what that led to was not talking between them, a lot of awkwardness between them. And during that time, you know, there's been rumors, uh, cheating rumors. Let me explain. When you hear cheating rumors, you assume that Tino slept with somebody. That's not what happened. What happened was Tino kissed a woman during that time where Rachel had told him that. And then there was a time where just there was a lot of awkwardness going on. And Tino kissed another girl. And it was somebody. I I don't think it was an ex-girlfriend. This girl I don't know who it is. All I know is, as the digging that I tried to do, she doesn't want to come forward and talk about it. She wants no part of this story, which is understandable. But um, Tino came forward and told Rachel about this kiss. And this kiss is what the argument is about in the previews. And at this point, the impression that I get is Tino is sorry for what happened. He's regretting what he did, but he understands Rachel wanting to end the relationship because of it. And that's essentially what happened. Um, He told her about it. While I guess she appreciated the honesty, it was like, you know, obviously some trust was lost there. And, um, uh, and I think Tino feels he should have told her right away. And he waited and, 
by waiting, it got worse. And then when he did tol- tell her, it was like, wait, why didn't you tell me this earlier? So that's what it is. Like, I know that you people want a, a juicy cheating scandal, and this is a cheating scandal. Um, but I, I think from everything that I've gathered, it's been a shitstorm. And when Tino was told by Rachel that she wanted to give the ring back when she moved to L.A. and just date him, he didn't put up uh, a fight at that point because he felt if he kind of confronted her on that, that he would lose her. And it would kind of basically lead to a breakup. And... Instead, he lashed out behind her back and got close to another woman and kissed her. And, you know, I guess there will be a debate about, oh, my God, it's just one kiss. Get over it, Rachel. But it's Rachel's feelings. Rachel wants to break up with him because that's what he did. She has every right to. He broke her trust. And I think he knows that. But that's what I say when I say the other day that I didn't I hear they're not they're done. They're not getting back together. Um, I think if Tino had his way, he probably would want to get back together. If Rachel would have him back, I think he would um, get back with her. But it sounds like Rachel is over it, and she's done. <laughs> and her and her body language on Tuesday night certainly backed that up. But that's the gist of it. Is that I think that was the one thing where I was just like, wait, why did they get to this point where they were not talking? Well, apparently, it got awkward after she told him. She wanted to give the ring back and just date. So it'll be really interesting, uh, just like it's going to be interesting to have Eric on that couch with Gabby on Tuesday. It's going to be really interesting with Rachel and Tino on that couch on Tuesday as well, because everything I just told you, you're going to hear. Like, this isn't hearsay. This isn't like I'm guessing or I think this might be it. This is this is what happened. And it sucks. You know, stupid of him to do that, regardless of where they were. Like, we were on a break. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, didn't Ross didn't Ross sleep with somebody when he was on a break with uh, Rachel and friends? He actually had sex with somebody. You can't do that. You got to get to the bottom of where your relationship is at before you move on and do anything stupid. And unfortunately, Tino did, and he while he had. While he got out in front of it and admitted it to her, it didn't go over well. And Rachel just, my my sense is she just lost trust in the guy because that's what he did during their relationship as still an engaged couple at the time. Even though they weren't talking, things were awkward, whatever the case may be, not an excuse. And I think Tino knows that now. But... That's what we're going to see come Tuesday night. So if it wasn't juicy enough for you, sorry. But it's a lot to take in. And I, maybe I'll hear even more stuff before Tuesday. I would probably think not unless I hear about the status of Eric and Gabby. But until then, this is going to be one hell of a finale on Tuesday night. That's for sure want to wrap up with a with a couple things here. Number one, as I mentioned yesterday on the Daily Roundup, Caitlin Bristow had a wine 
launch at Target in Texas yesterday. She went to five Targets in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. One of them happened to be less than five minutes from where I live. So I was like, oh, I'll go down there. I never met Caitlin in my life. I think we've had a couple emails in the past. Just um, got years ago. It's been a while. And, um, you know, it was, I think I was the only guy there <laughs> in line. If there, if, I, if there was another guy there, he wasn't by himself like I was. It was a boyfriend or a husband that was tagging along with his wife or girlfriend. And um, the line was very long. She has a giant fan base. And uh, so I, I was there like five after three my time and uh, just waited in line. I was kind of towards the front. And basically all she did, she came in. <clears throat> she had already been to three of the uh, Target stops. We were the fourth on her stop of five stops at Target. We were the fourth stop, and um, it was just everyone waiting in line. Everyone in, in line had bought at least one of her bottles of wine. I bought two, and um, just when you got up to her, said hi. She signed your bottle of wine, took a picture, had a little chit-chat, and that was it. You know, kind of had to get the line moving because there was a lot of people there, and she had to get through a lot of people. So I did – I've – like I said, I've never met Caitlin in my life. I didn't know if she would recognize me or know it was me just based on, I have no idea how much my face is ingrained in her brain. I have no idea. Like my medium is more my voice. So while I have had videos here and there, you know, I just never know. Um, it happened twice in Vegas last weekend where I got stopped by people, which was kind of a shocker. Um, that doesn't, that rarely ever happens. It's probably happened less than 20 times in my life where, a random person stopped me and said, are you reality Steve or started and um, talking to me about bachelor stuff. But um, when it was my turn and I was wheeling up on my scooter, you know, she said, Oh, there's the infamous reality Steve. So she knew right away. Um, I've never had any bad beef with Caitlin. Uh, it was, and you heard me yesterday on the podcast. Like I, I, I applaud anybody from this franchise that builds a brand outside of, you know, stuff for the show. <clears throat> Nick Vile. <clears throat> so yeah. People like Hannah Ann, people like Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin has done stuff with the show. She hosted Katie's season. She hosted Michelle's season. Like I get that. But she also won Dance with the Stars and she has built a podcast empire where she does meet and greets like this and hundreds and thousands not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of people show up to see her. She has a wine line that's now in Target. You know how big that is? Uh, she's the only person in Bachelor Nation that has a wine line that's in Target. What did you say? Is that you say it? Wine, it's a wine line? She has a wine. Her wine is in Target now. That's huge. So I just wanted to go support, and I support anybody that, that can build a brand outside of this show. And doesn't make her whole brand about, oh, I'm Caitlin from The Bachelorette. She has made a name for herself outside of that. So I supported her. Uh, I told her that yesterday. said it on the podcast. And, I, you know, it was, a, it was a little small chit-chat. When we were taking our picture, I did tell her, wow, you, you picked a hell of a day to have this. I go, there's a shit show going on in Bachelor Nation today. And she's like, what was it? And I said, Eric's ex-girlfriend released text messages he sent to her. And she's like, oh, boy, I know what I'll be reading tonight. And then that was the last thing we said to each other. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I went and paid for my wine and left. But really cool. Uh, really cool to see her, meet her for the first time. 
And um, yeah, that's uh, that was my Caitlin story from yesterday. At uh, I went, I got two bottles of Spade and Sparrows, and met her. She knew who I was, and that was that. So good luck to Caitlin uh, in all her future endeavors on this because she deserves it. That's a, it's a, it's. She's made a hell of a name for herself outside of this franchise, and I'll always respect people who do that and not respect people whose whole identity is based around this franchise. <clears throat> Nick Vile. One final thing, like I said, the beginning of the podcast, what I thought was going to be the biggest story to talk about on the Daily Roundup is now the third biggest story, which is Zach Shawcross is going to be the next Bachelor. Now, if you saw what I tweeted and put on Instagram yesterday, I do have footage from him shooting his intro video this past Saturday in Austin. I had told you yesterday I started hearing rumblings, and I was hoping to wait the next 24 to 48 hours to hear something. I got it yesterday morning, and then literally an hour later, someone sent me a video, that video, of him filming this past weekend in Austin, his intro video. Now, we know that Kayla was seen sh- shooting her intro video, and they ended up going with JoJo. Is that a possibility that they change it at the very end and pull it from Zach? I mean, I guess, but I'm telling you from everything that I've heard, that's not going to happen. There's not going to be two bachelors. It's not going to be Greg Grippo. It's not going to be Tyler Cameron. This is Zach's season. And if something changes at the very last minute, it's a very last minute change. And I can't be expected to know all that, but um, everything I've been told, this is going to be Zach. It's not going to be Avon. And the storyline makes sense. Avon doesn't make sense after what we saw Tuesday night. He literally told Rachel in so many words, I don't see myself getting engaged at the end of this thing. So then you can't turn around a week later and say, hey, everyone, Avon's our bachelor, where we know the bachelor kind of needs to get engaged at the end. It's the whole point. It's what the show wants. I mean, we all know how stupid that is, but it's what the show wants. Then you had Zach, who was ready to get engaged to Rachel, who told her he thought that, she was going to be the future Miss Shawcross. And Rachel was the one that couldn't get there with him. She didn't see a future with him. He saw it with her, and he was ready to propose. So storyline-wise, it makes sense. The guy who was ready, that got dumped. So I'm not surprised. I said it a week ago when I had no idea who they were even considering for Bachelor. I said, the only guy from this season that makes any sense to me is Zach. And, you know, it ended up being him. But... You'll see that official announcement come on Tuesday. So I know this daily roundup went 10 minutes longer than they usually do, but obviously there was a lot to go over here. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. The The bulk of that, the Eric and Gabby stuff and the Tino and Rachel stuff will be in the open of the podcast coming in two hours. That's my regular Thursday podcast. But thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You guys have been the best. This is uh, this week has already set records for downloads, and it's only this week is only three days old. So again, thank you so much uh, for listening every week and every day now with the daily roundup. And we will be back tomorrow with our well, it will technically be our sixth episode of the week, uh, but our fifth daily roundup. So until tomorrow, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you then. See you.